You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills on another one of these weekend bonus episodes. You know, as I lead up to the draft and the Buffalo Bills and all of us and every NFL fan across the country, uh, there's all these different scenarios that always play out. And you guys know each and every week I do a column called Mocking the Bills where we usually do these different mock draft scenarios. Um, Last week, Bruce Nolan and I both did three-round mock drafts. Sometimes I look at different options of, you know, what would happen if the Bills went with a cornerback at pick 30 or a Travis Etienne, one of the top running backs, or what edge defenders are there. You try to look at these different scenarios because I think in many ways, when you pick at 30, there's a lot of things that can happen. I mean, a lot of things that can happen. It's not like two years ago when the Buffalo Bills were picking Ed Oliver and it's like, okay, yeah, I probably need to get myself familiar with 9, 10, 11, 12 you know, options that they might be considering, that's relatively easy to do when you're picking that early in the draft. When you're picking at 30, that's a heck of a lot different. And for the Bills, there's been a lot of conversation amongst fans of should they trade down in the draft. And I traditionally find myself as a trade-up candidate. I will get enamored with one player and I'll be like, listen, if you've got to make a move to go and get your guy and you think he is the difference maker you go and do it. It is a little bit different this year when you come off a 13-3 and record. You bring back 21 out of 22 starters, the one that you don't bring back in a John Brown. I mean, you still have a Gabriel Davis, and then you sign Emmanuel Sanders. So, So when you talk about this, when I talk about this, it, it can go two ways. Right. One, it's not like you have to have your heart set on someone because for the most part, you are adding someone to your roster that probably does not need to be a starter on day one. Maybe they are right. Maybe you bring in a defensive end, somebody drops or somebody wins a a spot in camp at one of the guard positions or a cornerback, too. But even with that, you don't have to. Right. If you draft a cornerback, even at 30. Sure, you would have the expectation that they would come in and start from day one, but you still have a Levi Wallace on your roster, right? So Wallace could be the starter early on in the season, just as that cornerback starts to ease in just a little bit, not where they have to be thrust into a starting position if they're not ready. And that's the position the Bills are in right now, right? If a player is not ready, that's okay. But as we talk about this, you know that the Bills have the opportunity to add some depth and they can do some work in adding some backups at positions, especially where there might be some players that, you know, their future might be questionable with the Bills. And I don't say that in a bad way, but just meaning it could be, you know, potentially a contract that the team could get out of, uh, or it could be someone that, you know, 2021 is the final year of their deal. 
Bruce uh, Nolan had talked about this last week on his podcast. I would encourage you to go back and give it a listen as he was talking about, you know, needs that the team has and really looking and saying, okay, what are those needs at each position for the Buffalo Bills? What can the team do? If you have not listened to it yet, I encourage you to do so. He and I might have some different thoughts on what a a higher need is for the team versus another. Um, But when you look at that philosophy of what he talked about, you realize the Bills have some options here. And I'm thinking about this option as it relates to a a new NFL draft article that came from Chad Ryder at NFL.com. You know, he's one of their draft experts at NFL.com, does a number of mock drafts each year, um, puts in a lot of time. This is what he does. And he had presented a scenario that I featured this week in Mocking the Bills because it had me thinking, what could this really look like for Buffalo? And what he had was the Philadelphia Eagles trading up to pick 30. So the Eagles have pick number 37. That is their second rounder. And they're packaging that with a 2021 fourth rounder and their 2021 fifth rounder to move up those seven spots. Now, as I was taking a look at the number of selections that the Eagles have in the draft, they do have 11 picks in the 2021 draft. So I think this is something that at least is a realistic scenario, right? You've got a team with 11 draft picks wanting to move up, saying not all these guys are going to make our roster. If there is someone on their board that they want to go up and get, and in this scenario, he has them, you know, their focus really looking to trade up to get a cornerback. Okay, I could definitely see that taking place at pick 30 and the Bills stockpiling these extra picks. And I'm curious to get your thoughts, because as I went through with this and I went through the mock draft and what I came through with, um, I was real happy with what I came about. But there's a little bit of a catch Um, and there's a little bit of that catch because I took the 2021 fourth round pick that I had received in this scenario and I took the 2021 fifth round pick also that I had received from the Eagles, right? So that would be picks 150 that I'm taking along with the fourth round pick number 123. And I package those together to move up to pick 105. It worked out on the uh, NFL draft trade chart. The values were almost identical and looking at this and seeing, okay, I could be okay with this scenario. If the bills want to move back and stockpile additional you know, day three picks, right? In this scenario, a fourth rounder and a fifth rounder. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But all of those guys, you're not keeping nine guys on your roster from this draft class. And most of that ties in, right? You think, well, you've got a pick in the sixth round, the seventh round. Maybe those are guys that could make the practice squad. I'm not even sure. Maybe you package those in a scenario to move up again with one of your fifth round picks. But in this scenario, right, it was, okay, in essence, the Bills were trading back to pick 37 from 30 and acquiring pick 105 in this scenario. So you go back seven spots and you get an extra third rounder. And I was pretty happy with that. Um, I'll run through the picks that I had going through the third round, and I think you'll understand why. And it ties into what we had talked about before about providing that depth. At number 37, it was Jason Owe, the edge defender from Penn State. 
that was the guy who I went with. Um, no sacks in the 2020 season, which many people talk about and they think that's the most important thing. But when you talk about a defensive end that can put pressure on the quarterback, always that guy. And I like that addition to the Buffalo Bills defensive line. If I'm going to think of things and say, yeah, you know what? We've got Owe, who can be the heir apparent to someone like Jerry Hughes. And then you've got A.J. Epinesa as the heir apparent to Mario Addison. Having those two guys as your bookend defensive ends for the future on those rookie contracts, at least for the next three years, right until Epinesa's contract runs out. And I, listen, I, I could I put it in the article. I can hear it already. People saying, no way in hell am I taking a defensive end from Penn State. Um, Joe Marino would say, stop helmet scouting, right? Just because things did not work out with a defensive end from Penn State in 2009 does not mean things are not going to work out with a defensive end from Penn State in 2021. Before you get all up in my mentions, before you get in the comments section, I'm just letting you know. Jason Oway, I think, would be a great addition to the Buffalo Bills, as would a number of the defensive ends. There's plenty of guys that have some question marks, right? There is not that surefire defensive end that you are getting at pick 30 or pick 37. Aziz Ojolari, undersized. Um, Gregory Rousseau opted out of 2020, didn't have a good pro day, was good in 2019, who knows what's you know what things are looking like if he doesn't have a good pro day after sitting out the year? Is this guy truly committed? Jalen Phillips, great production in 2020, concussion issues, some off-field issues. You've got that. Joseph Asai from Texas. I like a little bit of a tweener, maybe more of a three-four outside linebacker than a four-three. I go back and forth on this one. It's someone I my point is where I'm going, whether you pick a defensive end at 30 or 37. There's going to be some questions. Owe is a guy that I like. I like a guy that has a fantastic pro day. I like a guy that can pressure the quarterback. And if the Bills do what they need to along the interior defensive line, if A.J. Epinesa is doing what he needs to do along the other side and takes that next step, I'm excited about what that could be. At pick 61, Ifiati Melifanu. No surprise. Almost each and every week in the second round, this is a guy I'm looking to go with. As I said before, he does not have to start day one at cornerback two if he is not 100% ready. They can ease him into things there. And Levi Wallace, of course, still on the roster, could be that starter for the Bills to start the season. Um, but I, I like his potential. I like his size. I like his athleticism. Um that is a guy that um, each and every week I think I've got in the second round, and that's going to continue for me. At pick 93, Aleem McNeil, interior defensive lineman from NC State. I've talked about it on the podcast before. The Bills need to get longer, younger <laughs> on the defensive line. Star Lotulele, listen, I'm excited to have him back. I think they need that run stuffer, but here can be that heir apparent that can fill in for him in the future. Or if after the year off, maybe if he is not the player that he was back in 2019, um, You've got someone that can uh, that can play the one technique and uh, and hopefully fill a void that was there for the Bills during the 2020 season. Um, finally, with this mock draft, the last guy that I will highlight, it is the pick I traded up for going to pick 105, and it is Trill Williams, the other cornerback from Syracuse. Yes, I have a bit of an upstate New York bias. No, I do not care. Um, and I say that because I look at someone like Williams in his time at Syracuse, he has played in the slot. He has played on the outside. He has played safety. 
he is a bit of a chess piece on defense for the Buffalo Bills. You talk about defending guys like Travis Kelsey, guys that can be that positionless defender, a guy that, you know what, maybe if things do not necessarily work out with Taron Johnson, who you know has made some great plays for the Bills during 2020, and I hope he has a fantastic season in 2021 and earns himself a contract extension. But should things not, you have got the heir apparent on your roster, and Trill Williams brings some versatility, again, that he can play outside corner, he can play in the slot, he can play safety, and that's a guy that I would want on my team. So, um, But like I said, Chad Ryder, as he put this out, it was a scenario that I liked, the opportunity where you can add that additional third-round pick, still get a defensive end, again, with that pick 37 or pick 30, close enough or you can even say, hey, if the Bills drop back to 37 and need to jump up a couple spots, maybe use that sixth round pick, maybe use your seventh round pick to make that move. But I like this opportunity because as I feel, Jason Owe would be someone, if he's there at 30, I would be happy if the Bills took him. And if you drop back to 37 and that allows you to add Trill Williams in the draft, someone that I think I could say you need on this roster. I like Cam Lewis. I like what he brings to the team. He's going to compete for a roster spot again, but Williams gives you that versatility I would love to see. But I want to know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter, at Anthemarino. Hit me up on the comment section when you see Mocking the Bills. That will certainly be there and something you can check out. And uh, just hit me up anytime. It's always great to talk Buffalo Bills football. Man, we are just over two weeks from the draft, and I am ready to go. I'm ready to go. Free agency was a little quieter than I usually like it. Um, I get it, right? That happens. But in this scenario, the draft is coming. And when you pick at 30, there's a lot of options on that board. There's a lot of talent on the board at 61 and at 93 too. So I'm just kind of amped to, to see what the Bills do. And I hope that you are too. So I always appreciate you guys checking in. I need you to do me a favor though. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great podcasts. I know I say it each and every week, but we've got a a lot of new shows coming each and every day. And I love that you guys get to interact with us and share your thoughts. And honestly, I always appreciate that you take the time to listen. Um, And if you're willing, if you like the show, take a moment wherever you listen to your podcast, hop on, leave a five-star review. Let us know which uh, which podcast you like, you know, what what features we have, because uh, we always appreciate those comments. That means the world to all of us that you would spend some time with us each and every day listening to us talk about our favorite football team, the Buffalo Bills. So, all right, I'm going to get out of here now. I've uh, been going on and on long enough at this point. I appreciate you guys. Thanks as always. And go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.